0: This is episode 727 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On today's episode, 10 tips on how to prepare for hyperinflation and 10 items you should start reusing to save money. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found in the show notes. Hey, are you looking to up your preparedness knowledge? Don't spend time bouncing around the internet for the best preparedness content. Instead, sign up for the top 10 preparedness articles and get them right in your email. For $5 a month, you can get the top 10 articles from Prepper Website sent to your email weekly. You can choose to read them or drop them in the Pocket app and have them read to you as you go about your day. The Buy Me A Coffee link to the top 10 are in the show notes, but even if you're not wanting to get the top 10, you should still visit my link and see what I'm doing over there. I'm using Buy Me A Coffee as my social media and connecting with listeners there. All right, this week I received a a comment from Amy D over at Podbean. So Podbean doesn't allow you to rate or review. They allow you to leave comments on, on the podcast. And uh, for whatever reason, now I'm starting to see when somebody leaves comments over there. So there's a few comments and I just wanted to give a shout out to Amy who said, thanks, especially for the women aspect in prepping interview. Although most prepping can be for either gender. It definitely is a male led topic. Most of the time, great information for everyone. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for leaving that comment. I greatly appreciate it. And guys, don't forget when you rate and review the, uh, the podcast over on uh, iTunes or I guess Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it. Uh, when you do it over on Spotify or any of the other places, Stitcher, that's just, uh, it's a blessing to me to be able to see those, but it's also uh, a blessing to those that are looking for preparedness content and they're able to see those comments and then choose to listen to the podcast. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our episode. I'm going to ask you to just bear with me a little bit I'm uh, stopped up and I uh, just feel a little congested partly because of the temperature swings that we are uh, seeing here in in the Houston area I mean we we can easily go you know 40 40- degree temperature swings and just kind of messes with your allergies and dealing with all of that and I have started and stopped the beginning uh, the opening of this episode uh, a few times already just because I've needed to cough or to blow my nose or whatever so you're going to hear me probably a little bit more stopped up than normal Um, and and my tongue is it just feels I, I know this is probably just too much more information it just feels like it's sticking to the to the roof of my mouth so I'm a hydrating and all that good stuff but uh, bear with me a little bit so these articles that we are reading come from one website and I thought I would link them together because they both are uh, I, I guess in the same vein uh, same topic they're coming to us from apartment prepper and uh, you know Bernie Carr is the editor the the owner of apartment prepper and we had heard not too long ago I'm gonna go ahead and link to that show. In the show notes if you want to go listen to that one. But the 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 title of both of these articles, uh I, I guess again, they go to, go together. And my thinking is this. So let me let me read those articles again, the titles. Ten tips on how to prepare for hyperinflation and ten items you should start reusing to save money. One of the things that I'm noticing right now is a lot of the links that people are clicking on are these types of links, people are interested on I mean I, you're seeing, you're seeing Uh, food prices go up. You're seeing things cost a lot more money right now. Uh, You're not getting a bang for your buck or you're looking for a bang for your buck because things are crazy. And so when we think about where we are right now, I don't know if we'll ever be in hyperinflation. Um, We are definitely in inflation and I've seen statistics. We're like at 7% or whatever. Um, Some people say the real numbers are more like 20%. But you definitely feel it when you are out shopping. I do the shopping for my family, and I can tell you, I feel it when I go and I'm buying I'm buying groceries right now. I mean, we've always talked about this. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I've talked about this, but now you're really starting to to see it. And you've got to start wondering because if you've been in preparedness for a while, you've heard or you've read articles on uh, you know when when we were in, uh, the Great Depression and how people got along and how people survived and how people were creative. And I really do think that we're going to start feeling some of that and going into that kind of a mode. I mean, if you can afford the extra prices and it's not that big of a deal, I mean, more power to you, but there's going to be a lot of people that are affected, people that are living on you know, the, the, their income. Their income is not increasing, but all the other prices are increasing. So I think that this this time period that we're going to be in, and it could possibly get a lot, lot worse, is that we're going to have to be creative with what we do. It's been so easy to, something breaks, you go throw it away, you go buy another one at Walmart, or you know whatever that might be. Now we might get to the point of like, hey, we're not going to throw that thing away, we're going to figure out how to fix it. And we are in a better place than we were definitely in the Great Depression because now you can get online and you can do a lot of research on how to fix things. I've talked about that before where I've gotten on YouTube and I've fixed different things around the house just because I was able to watch a video where before I would have either had to, to look in a book and maybe go down to the library or bought a book or you know paid someone to come fix things. And so I was able to save money doing things like that. So I think we're probably going to get into... Um, that type of mentality again, where we are cutting, you know, doing things to to cut corners, to make uh, to save money, uh, to make things last longer. And I thought these articles were good, just to give us a little bit of some some ideas and get the juices flowing, so we can start to think that way. And even if you are good financially, um, I think some of these things are just really great practices to be able to incorporate to be just to be a good steward of what you have been given and, uh, you know, the blessings that we have in our lives. So I'm going to start reading the hyperinflation one, the 10 tips on how to prepare for hyperinflation. And then we'll jump into the, the other one on reusing, start reusing to, to save money. So I think both of these are uh, really valuable articles. So let's go ahead and jump into these. We've been seeing higher prices these past couple of months. So it's no surprise to hear that the key inflation gauge has risen to its highest level in 40 years. Quote, the Commerce Department reported on December 23rd that the headline personal consumption expenditures price index rose by 5.7% in the 12 months through November. That's a higher pace of inflation than the 5.1% logged in October, which was the highest since 1990, and nearly three times higher than the Fed's inflation target of 2%. It's also the highest level since July 1982 when PCE inflation hit 5%. Uh, This is a worrisome sign. We are experiencing inflation now, but hyperinflation is much worse. That is when prices increase for goods and basic necessities such as food and fuel occur so rapidly they become unaffordable for the majority of the population. Cash and savings lose their value as money loses much of its purchasing power. Hyperinflation has happened in many countries throughout history, such as Germany in the 1920s and even more recent times in Zimbabwe and Venezuela. There's no way to predict if or when this happens or how long it lasts. I'm not a financial expert, but I have been doing some research on possible ways to prepare. First thing is to decrease expenses. Now Consider ways to decrease all your expenses. Now is a good time to evaluate your bills in areas where you consistently spend money can you cut out services and subscriptions you no longer use? If gasoline prices skyrocket, can you bike to work? I'm not saying you should do this. Just start considering where you can cut back and what alternate alternatives you might have. Next is pay off debt. If interest rates increase, unsecured debt such as credit cards will be subject to rate increases. Find ways to pay off your debts before interest rates are raised. So I know that there were some people in the comments or one commenter said, you know, paying off debt, uh, it's, I guess paying it off debt is a uh, cost you a lot less, right. Um, because uh, the prices of everything is going. And that is, I, I think the key there is if you are in a fixed rate, uh, interest for whatever reason, uh, like if, you know, if you are in a, a fixed mortgage, then yeah, but if you're in an adjustable rate, you might want to look at that. And that's one of those things that happened during the freeze that we experienced here in, in Texas is that some people had adjustable rate uh, electricity. So when the price of power went up, they were hit with like $700, $800, $1,000 uh, electrical bills because of all the, all those things. I'm a a big believer in locking in a a small rate, you know, a low rate and and going from there. So uh, there you go on on that one. Next up is cook food at home. So are you accustomed to eating out frequently? Now is a good time to cut back on restaurant or takeout meals. I always believe that cooking is a survival skill. So if you don't cook at all, take small steps to learn. Even if it's using box mixes or marinated meats from the butcher, butcher section, it's still cheaper than eating out. I completely agree with that. I think, uh, you know, there is a lot of convenience there. I completely understand that. But I think you can save a lot of money if you were to cook meals at home and uh, you could you could start to learn that. There are so many resources nowadays. Again, so many recipes, you know, back in the day, you're like uh, Betty Crocker, you know, the, the recipe book, uh, you know, your your mom might have had that or your grandmother might have had that. Nowadays, you can get online and you can find any recipe, you know, during when we were kind of, everybody was in the, the throes of, of locked it, being locked down and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, my son found some recipes, you know, for different things online. And, uh, you know, they have those copycat recipes that you can uh, find, you know, if you're wanting a specific thing, you go and, and someone has kind of figured out how to make it, tastes the same. It might not look the same, but it tastes the same. And so we had some fun. I mean, he was cooking and he was, you know, uh, thought he was a chef in the, in the, in the, in the, <laughs> In the kitchen, uh, the only problem is he didn't like to clean up. That's the problem, right? So uh, anyway, there's so many recipes online. I know uh, I've uh, I have some go to recipes now uh, because I found them online. Uh, you can go to YouTube. There's just so many opportunities now to learn how to cook from home, uh, just by you know getting onto the to the computer and doing a little bit of, of searching. All right, next up is DIY. Learn to do some of the regular tasks yourself. If you're accustomed to sending clothes repairs to the dry cleaners tailors, try to watch a YouTube video on hemming or fixing tears. You may be surprised on how easy it is to do it yourself. Try a new skill every month. Herb gardening, food dehydrating, changing the oil in your car. Skills are valuable when the economy is precarious. I noticed my neighbor recently placed a drying rack on their patio. It doesn't hurt to have backup methods you can use in case your clothes washer or dryer stops working. This saves money on utilities too. Start a small garden in your backyard if you have one or a container garden on your patio. Learning to grow edible plants is a valuable skill. Even growing a few herbs indoors will help you save money. Or try your hand at planting a dwarf fruit tree. Then you can refinance or reschedule future purchases. If you're in the market for higher ticket items that may require financing, consider doing it before interest rates hike. Or if you own your home, check on refinancing options from an adjustable to a fixed rate mortgage. I'm not a financial expert, so consult your accountant or financial advisor for what's right for you. Then alternative investments. Another thing to consider are possible alternative investments. Real estate, gold, silver, and other precious metals are considered as potential hedges against inflation. Here's my story on what it was like visiting a gold dealer. So there there are a lot of links in here. So if you want to go and get some more information or just go see what Bernie is doing on our website, uh, you, you definitely want to go check out her article here. Then you can build your stockpile. I've covered this advice before. Keep building that stockpile of water, food, and supplies while you're able to. The prices will only keep rising later. Pay attention to expiration dates and have a system to rotate your stock. First in, first out. I always write the expiration on top of each can I purchase so I don't let them get old. Packaged food do last past their dates, but I don't like them to get years old as they can get bad after a while. Supplement your income. Try to find a new way to supplement your income, whether it's by having a part-time job after hours or starting a micro-business. Sell items you no longer use and make some extra cash. Guys, I've been talking about this for a very long time. You should have some kind of a micro business, some kind of a side hustle, um, even just, you know, doing some hobbies, some crafts on the side to be able to make some extra money. What what would an extra 50 or a hundred dollars a week or a month do? Because, you know, you chose to spend a little time making some crafts or, you know, making something that was valuable. You know, people are looking to spend their money on tangible items. And so if you can help them, uh, you can create something that is tangible that people would like and people that would want to spend money on how, how great would that be to be able to add to the to the money that you're getting? So I've talked about that a whole, whole lot. There are many opportunities out there. We have more opportunities than, than ever before to earn a little side, uh, side money, have a little side hustle, micro business. All right. Next up is consider buying used instead of new. I used to be averse to buying anything that wasn't new, but my mother-in-law showed me you can find quality items at inexpensive prices at thrift stores. If you know how to sift through the merchandise, I have found some great kitchenware clothes and other items. Some with the original price tag at Goodwill Salvation Army and other secondhand stores. Just a little tip. If you are in a bigger city like Houston You could go to a thrift store in a nicer part of town. So if there is someone who is trying to get rid of things, they're going to go to the closest, uh, you know, thrift store to try to drop off things. And some of these stores, they do like send items to other people. But for the most part, they're going to keep them there, sift through them and then put them right back on the shelf. So, if you're looking for some of those types of items, or you know, you're you're trying to look for better items, possibly a better quality item. If you're not having some good experiences with the thrift stores around you, go to a thrift store in another part of town and see if you can find some better items and they have better quality of items. Then you have security. Don't take security for granted. As times get tougher and basic needs are more are not met, people become more desperate crime increases as law enforcement coverage coverage dwindles view your home in an objective manner and think like a thief looking at possible weak points i was reading an article about a business who was starting to add uh, you know their own security guards they're paying for their own security guards uh, Fernando Aguirre talked about this in Argentina where uh, families would get together in neighborhoods and they would pay for their own security there because you know they they wanted to make sure that they were secure. So you know find ways to be able to uh, secure your home even if it means putting up a camera, uh, you know those different kinds of things looking at your locks and and making it harder for someone to come in and and take, the stuff that you have spent a lot of time working towards and and building, right? So make sure that you think about that security. So in closing, this is only a starting point of ideas on how to prepare for hyperinflation. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but as with all types of disasters, it does not hurt to be prepared. There's no need to panic or lose hope. Stay positive and just do what you can All right. So guys, a lot of good things there. And just again, to get you thinking, I don't know if we're going to experience the hyperinflation of Zimbabwe and Germany in the 1920s, but definitely I think everyone would agree that we are in a place where, um, you know, prices are going up. And so what you can do right now to help your family, what you can do to get, uh, you know, to, to get ahead of this would be great. And some of us are already like feeling the pain. And so if you're feeling the pain, you know, what can you adjust uh, to not continue feeling that pain, right? I mean, pain is there so that we can deal with it. One of the things might be is you start getting your whole family involved in saving money and and how you can do those types of things. Getting the kids involved in cooking, uh, you know, in, in the kitchen would give them a vested interest in eating that food because it was something that they cooked, right? And so all those different things that, that we can think about to help save money. I think we're in that time where we need to need to be aware and we need to start thinking about it. I mean, again, there's going to be the, that segment of the population who um, money is not going to be an issue. So they're able to do whatever they, you know, they're able to spend the money. They're, they're able to weather that storm. But for the most part, most of us who are listening to this podcast, we are concerned and we're thinking about these things. And so we need to start Thinking about how we can save money and what we can do as things continue, because when you look at things, you don't see an end to this, right? Right now, you don't. There's not like, okay, hey, we're gonna, you know, a year from now, it looks like things are gonna get better. From everything that I'm reading, from the things that I'm seeing, it's gonna get it's gonna get worse, and so we're in it for the long haul. So it's you know, start making the adjustments now. So one of the ways that you can make the adjustment is by reusing items in a way other than you're used to using them. And so that's the topic. And that's the title of the next article that we are going to read from apartmentprepper.com is 10 items you should start reusing to save money. I really like this article. There's a lot of practical advice in here. So uh, hopefully you think so as well. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. 10 items you should start reusing to save money. Everything has gotten so expensive lately, so I'm trying to find more ways to save money. Even though I already consider myself frugal, there's always room for improvement. I recently started reusing some items I would have previously thrown away. Here is a list of 10 items. The first one up is parchment paper. I use parchment paper for baking to save time, and I used to think they were good for only one use. I happened to notice the Reynolds parchment paper box says reuse up to three times. After baking cookies one day, I saved the parchment paper and reused it the next time. I baked bread rolls. They worked just fine. As long as the food slides off and it's not sticky, the parchment paper can be reused three or four times. Next up is plastic bottles. So first is squeeze bottles. You wash ketchup and mustard containers thoroughly and reuse for a variety of purposes. One use that comes to mind is for measuring pancake batter. I really like the Sriracha bottles. I keep one to store cooking oil for a camping trip, and I have another one that I use for homemade dressings. What about the Parmesan cheese container? You can wash and dry the container before reusing. I use one to store baking soda so I can easily sprinkle it on the sink or pots and pans for scouring. And then spray bottles. Once the Windex bottle is empty, I just buy refills, which cost a lot less, or Clean the spray bottle thoroughly and refill with vinegar to make an all-natural cleaner. Next up is aluminum foil. Now, I reuse aluminum foil for storing food as long as they've never touched raw meat or eggs. Here are a few other reuses for aluminum foil. Sharpen scissors by cutting a couple of layers of aluminum foil. Repeat at least 5 times and your scissors will be sharper. Ball up used foil and use it to clean pots and pans. Tightly balled up foil also make great cat toys. Just make sure your cat doesn't try to unravel it and eat it. Place a flat piece of used foil on the bottom of your oven to catch drippings when baking pies. And cats don't like to step on aluminum foil. So reuse a piece of foil by lining chairs or tables to keep your cat out of certain areas. Then glass bottles. Glass bottles with tight fitting lids can be reused to store leftovers, sauces, spices, seeds, dried herbs, and many other items. I repurposed a wine bottle instead of buying a rolling pin. You know, uh, my friend over at next step survival, Brian Hawkins talks about how like mayonnaise bottles or, uh, the tops to mayonnaise and, uh, and, and different things like that can be reused for Mason jars. If you're just using Mason jars, just to store items, you know, dry items, and you're not trying to can with them, but I thought that was pretty interesting. They, they do fit. So even if you're not, you're going to not keep the jar or you're not going to keep Uh, whatever container comes in. If it has a a lid that you can unscrew, you might see if it fits something else that might be valuable for you. Another item that you can reuse are paper bags. Used paper grocery bags are great for book covers. One of my readers told me she used paper bags to drain oil from fried foods instead of using paper towels. Well, that's kind of interesting there. Um, you know, I guess you would have to maybe... I don't know, I would want to layer between the the paper bag and the food, maybe like one little piece of paper towel or something like that. But I think that's kind of interesting as well. What about resealable bags? Uh, As I'm I'm saying that, I think of a friend I had. Well, let me read this and then I'll come back to that one. So everyone has used resealable bags, such as Ziploc bags. Yes, I have a box and I reuse them over and over. The only ones I don't reuse are the ones that previously had raw meat stored in them. I have a few gallon-sized bags made by HEB Texas Tough that have lasted for three years. If you don't buy bags, save the ones that previously contained products such as tortillas. The best ones are the Mylar bags that are resealable, such as the ones for panko crumbs. All right. So yeah, I think, so. you know, when you use bread, if you buy homemade, or not homemade bread, if you buy bread from the store, you have that plastic bag. So I've known people, yeah, I've always taken my lunch to school when I was a kid. And so there were people who would take uh, reuse those bags for their lunch, you know. So parents would, or moms would, would save those bags, and they would save the ties, and that's what kind of was their was their lunch kit, right? And if you're, if it's a one time thing, you can easily throw it away or whatever. But I have a friend who, uh, when he, a lot of the times he bought lunches, but when he didn't, when he did take his, uh, brought his lunch to to school the Ziploc bags were like, I was throwing them away and stuff like that. I guess I wasn't really good with all that. His parents were like, no, 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 you just, you bring those back, you know? And I think his were a little bit better quality. I think I had the really thin ones, you know, easy to kind of throw away. But I just remember that he would, he would eat a sandwich and then he would just kind of fold up his bag and put it back in his lunch kit and they would reuse it. And when you think about it, I mean, that's just really smart. To do stuff like that, so uh, I do think there are better quality Ziploc bags out there. I mean, Ziploc is is a name brand, but there are better qualities. The HEB Texas Tough, if you're in Texas, you know what HEB is It's a big grocery store chain uh, out of San Antonio, but we have them here. That's where I go shopping, uh, in, you know, every Saturday morning. But they have some good lines of of Zip Ziploc type bags that I have used before in the bat in 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 the past, I guess. Yeah, I'm having trouble talking now. Uh, so anyway, and, and I've edited out, I'm going to edit out all the times I've coughed and sneezed and all that kind of stuff. So you're not even going to hear that, but I'm going to leave that fumble there just to, just to, so you can feel my pain just for a little bit. <laughs> all right. So um, next up are eyeglasses frames. My eye prescription changes every couple of years. To save money, reuse the old frames and just swap the lenses with the current prescription or have some prescription sunglasses made with the old ones. So this was kind of interesting to me because I have recently joined the ranks of (laughs) old eyes, right? And and need eyeglasses. So I've uh, I've kind of joined that. So I don't know how that works if it's uh, just really easy to go. And well, I know that I already had... To get a change in one of my one of my uh, glasses, right? Because they, um, it was a little, it was cut a little too loose, and it was starting to pop out. So they did reuse it. So it's not hard to do. So I don't know. Maybe that might work. Uh, I think the problem that you'll find there. I mean, I think that's great for like backup glasses. I think the issue that you're going to find is eventually the hardware will start to wear down. But I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of experience. I know my kids have worn glasses for a lot of their life. So anyway, I'll I'll be able to speak to that a little bit more here in the future as I uh, spend more time wearing my glasses. All right, so the next up is hand soap pump dispenser. I, I save hand soap pump dispensers and reuse them by filling them with hand soap or just dishwashing liquid mixed with water. I made foaming hand soap for the bathroom and kitchen sink. So again, there are some links here that you can go and check out. And, and we do that. We use the, the hand soap pump dispenser. We buy the refill uh, and, and we just do that. And I've also made my own that, that seems to work out pretty pretty well. All right. So next is onion mesh bags. I save onion mesh bags once they're empty. They make good scrubbers for pots and pans. You can also use them to scrub bugs off your windshield or as a mesh cover for small plants to protect them from birds. All right. What about, this is one that all of us uh, in the, like the garden will definitely know. Last but not least, I saved coffee grounds to use as odor control instead of baking soda. Leave them in a bowl to dry first, or they will get moldy. To freshen your fridge, just place used coffee grounds in a glass bottle, punch holes in the lid and store in the corner of your refrigerator. Sprinkle coffee grounds directly on smelly containers, such as pickle jars, or even five gallon buckets and let it sit for a few days. The coffee grounds will absorb any remaining odors. For more uses for coffee grounds, click here. Here's a bonus tip. Here are some ways to reuse tea bags. All right, so anyway, uh, good stuff and a lot of just interesting things when we start talking about that, Uh, reusing items and saving money. I think that a lot of people are going to start talking about things that they heard their parents or their grandparents talk about during the Great Depression. We're in that time right now where a lot of the people that went through the Great Depression that were actually, I mean, there's people that are living that might might have been kids and things like that. Uh, they might not know as much the specifics of what was done. But I think, you know, if you have been uh, shared, you know, that information has been shared with you throughout the years, then you would know. But I think we're going to start going back to times like that where people were very creative, that they were very uh Resourceful in how they use things to be able to get by. Um, yeah, you know, I think one of the big things that's going to happen is people are going to be looking for recipes. How can they make their food last longer? How can they they do that to be able to feed their families uh, healthy meals, but at the same time make it last a lot longer? So I think that's kind of where we're headed. Uh, I see, again, those types of articles on Prepper website being ones that people are really interested in. And so I I think uh, we're going to see a whole lot more of that uh, people interested in that uh, in, in the future. And so you'll see that if you're on social media, I think you'll start seeing even more of those types of articles being shared out, just by people. Maybe those type type of articles going viral. Um, I think you're going to start seeing the preparedness community you know, share out those types of articles, and even hear them here, and possibly even you know YouTube videos. There's always been that aspect of saving money, how to make your food go farther, and and, and all that different kinds of things. But I just think it's going to increase. As we see prices continue to to go up, and uh, you know we would be smart to take some of this advice and start applying some of these things, so that we can weather the storm and not just survive it, but you know, sur- you know survive and thrive. And big bonus if we could teach our kids and we could teach you know other family members some of these things, so that as they get older, they can you know if times get better, which. I I don't know. I'm not speaking to that, but they can carry some of these things over into life, right? There are so many adults who do not know how to cook. So many adults don't know how to fix basic things around their house. And what if we can start to uh, help the younger generations know some of these things and know how to do some of these things and uh, be a little bit more self-sufficient in these ways? Well, thanks so much to Bernie and apartmentprepper.com. Guys, go check them out. I'm going to have the links for these uh, articles. And then, like I said, there's a bunch of links within those articles that you you would be interested in. And so uh, Bernie's articles are nice, short and sweet to the point, not a lot of filler. And so that you can go ahead and get what you need. So uh, go check that out. Well, everyone, that's it for episode 727. I got through with all the sneezing and the coughing and the blowing of the nose and the tongue sticking to my roof of my mouth and all of that good stuff. Uh, We made it to 727. All right. Hey, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8-12 8-12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand-picked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets, stay prepped and aware. Peace.